Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Yo, this like I'm looking at camera because we normally don't have this on. I'm like, fuck my beard. Yeah, I know. I'm always wearing a mask. I'm like, holy shit, this yeah, is getting kind of... Beards are getting out of control. But the reason why Christian is looking down and at himself because <laughs> we have a Skype guest, Joe from Mythic Markets, joins us again. Welcome back, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you guys again. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because every time you're on, you're talking about something cool and nerdy. So we love having you on. And uh, and how's it been? How have you been? You know, we heard you moved to a new city. What's life been like? Yeah, relocated from San Francisco to Las Vegas, uh, where uh, you know a lot of things are open, um, and uh, you know it's 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 kind of liberating to be honest. Yeah. Are casinos uh, open? They are, in fact. Man, if casinos aren't open, Vegas is not open. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, like, that's what it is. That's cool, though. Yeah, uh, I know, you know, uh, the mayor of Vegas has been, you know, pushing constantly to reopen. I mean, it makes sense. Their whole economy, uh, you know, really depends on tourism and the money that these casinos and stuff bring You know in. what they should do is they should have, like, delivery guys go and make bets for them. Kind of like you just send the <laughs> yeah. delivery guy. Ooh, that's that's like Uber's next thing. Exactly. Is you can like Uber. you heard it here first. Yeah, man, I threw it out there. We got nonstop great ideas. Uber betting, where you pay a guy to go and you have to tip him. Yeah, because I mean, you know, and there's a service fee for and, sure. But uh, yeah, and then he makes the the bets for you. That's when you can make really shitty bets. Uber bookie. Yeah, <laughs> you make a bad bet, you can't pay. They're gonna break his legs. Bada bing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then he he hobbles over to you and be like, "Oh, I'm giving you a one star review." Yeah, that's right. I'll take it. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Um, well, we're glad that you know you have a nice change of scenery. We are still living in San Francisco, where every day is a struggle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's definitely when everything's closed down, uh, you kind of lose some of that, you know. Oh, the city's so fun. There's so much to do, and there's always something going on. It's just like, nope, I'm just sitting in my overpriced apartment, paying for overpriced internet, paying for overpriced TV. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you get organic food. Organic so. food, yeah. Overpriced organic food. Let's not forget that. Um, let's uh, start it off. Uh, you may remember, Joe, uh, the times we've had you on. We like to start off with some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, why don't you go first? My nerdy confession is I'm caught up and I finished 60 Days In, the prison show. Oh, yeah, about. yeah. I got no more shitty reality TV show to watch. <laughs> I was just so into it. Um, now I'm like thinking, all right, I guess 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. Gotta try something else or I guess maybe actually find a good show yeah. to watch instead of the trash uh, reality TV. Have you seen that yet? No, no, I, I refuse to watch that. Because <laughs> just because I like it? Is that? No, I just, I hate reality TV. I was not a fan, and then I got sucked into it because yeah, I like bad movies. I'm, so af maybe. I'm afraid that I'll get sucked into it. That's part of the problem. <laughs> I don't need, you know, I like, I, I will say during this pandemic, I have watched things that I uh, normally wouldn't watch, which is what my nerdy confession is. Um I watched, I binge watched in one sitting. So it was like, I don't know, six hours, seven hours, something like that. I watched a show called Fate, the Winx Saga. I think it's called the Winx Saga. Yep, that sounds right. And it's a show about fairies. And uh, it's kind of like, 
uh, kind of like if you've ever seen The Magicians. Have you seen that this one? This isn't the one with Orlando uh, Bloom. Definitely not. It's not that one. Um, that's, uh, I don't know. It's with the supermodel girl. I forget what that one's called. I have watched that one also. That one was actually okay. This one is about fairies who go to school together, kind of like, you know, Harry Potter. And they learn their um, fairy powers. And, like, each one of them is is like based off of an element or whatever there's water fairies fire fairies earth fairies you know that kind of shit mm-hmm. um and then uh, uh there's these other guys who uh who are like their warrior guys who like you know they're they're all the hot young dudes who are like you know training to to be like super cool swordsman guys these are the legolas ones these are yeah totally yeah. but i found out halfway through the series they are not fairies they're just like dudes like i don't, i didn't i didn't get that until halfway through I uh, thought you were gonna make a weird straight joke or something. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not. Yeah, they're they're just regular, uh, regular humans, as far as I can tell. Um, but so they didn't have wings. They didn't have none of them have wings because apparently that power has been lost for centuries, Christian. So these are cosplayers. <laughs> um, these are deeply, yeah, <laughs> like cosplayers who just bought into the lore. Well, no, they're they're they have magical powers, so they they do have magic powers like this. This is a, it's not like LARPing where they're like throwing no, the phone. No, 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 no. This is very real. Um, but anyway, uh, so I'm I'm on the fence whether I like the show or I hate the show. Uh, you know, I like it because, you know, it's a cool fantasy type, you know, show. And I love, I love any sort of book, movie, TV show where people like learn how to use magic or whatever or learn how to do something cool. Mm-hmm. You know, Harry Potter, you know, uh, The Magicians is another great one that I like. It had nothing to do with the hot elf guys. No, no. Okay. There's hot elf ladies, too. Like, don't, you know, I mentioned the dudes because I, said I thought elf, that fairies. They were fairies. They're fairies, Sorry. also. Get it right. Um, but the thing that really got me on it is, like, you know, th- there's cool magical powers and stuff going on. There's, like, these uh, grotesque creatures and stuff who have, who are, like, hunting after the fairies and stuff so there's all this cool fantasy storyline going on but then it drops into like teen drama drama like really hardcore several times and that's when i'm like oh i i don't know if i should be watching this (laughs) there's like one girl who she's like the main one she grew up with human parents she didn't know that she was a fairy until like she burned her house down um and then of course she's like the best one at everything and, uh, you know, she keeps making terrible, like, stupid teen girl decisions that endanger everybody. And then at the end, she's got, like, no repercussions. But <laughs> anyway. So, so I can't. They're not, they're not mutants. They're not mutants. They're, like mutants. No, it's fairies. They live in a fairy fey realm. Um, and there's multiple realms. There's, like, there's like a queen of light. And, you know, standard fairy shit, you know? Okay. And uh, um, one thing, too, is that after watching this whole thing, it, I was – I was battling a bout of insomnia. So I stayed up for like oh, 32 hours, 34 hours. Um, so I watched the whole series while I was sitting there not sleeping. And uh, when I got done, I'm like, I wonder if this is based off of a book or something, right? It has to be based off of something. And I looked it up and it's a Nickelodeon cartoon called the Winx, uh, Winx Club, which is like a cartoon for like not even teen girls, just like little girls. Good job, Kurt. Good job, Cody. Yeah. Good so, job. anyway, I watched. <laughs> You're it. on like a, a, a list now of like <laughs> yeah. possible like, pedophiles. Why is this one guy watching this teen girl <laughs> show? Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if I should recommend it or not. Check it out. Watch the first episode and see if it's for you. 
Cause, I'll watch League Pro. Because now, now I have to wait till season two comes out because it left on a cliffhanger. <laughs> now you got now you're Now stuck. I'm invested. Yeah. I can't I can't stop. Joe, how about you? What's your nerdy confession? Uh, I think I have a couple since it's been a while. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if people can see uh, the video feed, but... Um, yep, they should uh, be able th- to. Okay, as long, cool. as, long well, as I do my editing right later. <laughs> <laughs> I did show up in cosplay today. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So uh, uh, that's that's one thing. I just got uh, Disney Plus, and so I nice. binge watched uh, you know two seasons of uh, Mandalorian, which was fantastic. Oh, so good. Uh, and then after trying to like figure out like what to watch after that, ended up going back to uh, you know when I was like a twelve year old kid or whenever it was, and now binge watching X Men, uh, the you know Fox Morning animated series. Oh, the animated series! Some of the best cartoons out there. Yeah. When it came to Saturday morning cartoons, it was hard not to imagine that Wolverine's voice when anyone else did Wolverine, right? Because it was just so right. embedded. Or that theme song, for that matter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, so those are sort of the things that I've been uh, getting into, but I'm almost done. So I'm going to need some recommendations pretty soon. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to pick, uh, pick up, uh, what is it? The 90, uh, 90 no, days, days in. 90 day fiance or <clears throat> 60 fiance. days, in. 60 days in. Yeah. 60 days but, in is um, about people going to jail voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> Non-prisoners. What? Yes. Yeah, exactly. See, see, he's hooked. It sounds uh, so not hooked, but <laughs> so you know maybe another nerdy confession is that I, I befriended the owner of a local uh, bar called the Nerd Bar. Oh, which nice. you guys would really enjoy, and um and you know for Valentine's Day his his big promo is going to be so he's got No Neck Ed who's the star of uh of 90 Day Fiance coming in. Oh yeah yeah the guy <laughs> who white getting... the guy who put mayonnaise in his hair. Did he put mayonnaise? Yep, in his? I, saw, I, saw, I saw that. All, the season. only the only thing I know from that show is from the Your Mom's House podcast. It's crazy how famous he became. Yeah, all, a lot of them did for like kind of being a garbage person. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he'll he'll be there handing out roses to the uh, <sighs> the first ninety uh, ladies that come through that oh, night. So so clever. Um, God, what a great it's marketing very idea. on brand. <laughs> yeah, I can't can't fault him for that. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> That's cool though, and so the nerd bar is it like um, they have like video games and stuff? We have one of those up here. Yeah, so they got video games, sort of that bar arcade kind of thing. But there's also a bowling alley, oh, um, like a screening room. They've got memorabilia and comics and and all this other kind of stuff uh, all over, like screen use stuff. Um, oh, nice. The the owner is a huge you know fan himself, and you know perhaps the. Uh, <laughs> The, the the thing that you know surprised me when I walked in was that they have a a mechanical bull uh, in there as well, except <laughs> that the mechanical bull is not a bull. Oh, okay. It's, it's a it's a giant it's a giant penis. Nice. Uh, you know, what can I say? <laughs> uh, and and it's incredibly popular. Oh, oh. Does it have balls or just the penis? It, it doesn't. Do, it, nice. It's got the shaft. The balls. Circumcised. They got, it's got uncircumcised. Oh. It, it is cut. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, for, as far as I can tell, I mean, I you know, know. It, it is it isn't. Plastic. It's erect. That's yeah, a fair point. Full, full on. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to ride a floppy old penis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Well, that sounds like a crazy place. Uh, you know, if, if we do uh, come visit you, we'll have to we'll have to go there we and check it to. out. Videos, yeah. Vegas, baby. Yeah, Vegas. videos of us on the mechanical. Oh, of course there will be. 
<laughs> I won't have to like Photoshop them into your hands anymore. You'll no, just be riding just a big old dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we now have cover art for this episode. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the thumbnail, and then YouTube's going to kick us off. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, that that's uh, quite the nerdy confession. Uh, yeah, there's there's plenty more stuff to watch for sure. Uh, Disney Plus, The Mandalorian's great. WandaVision is one thing that we've been can't talk about the newest episode. I haven't seen it yet, so yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, me neither. Uh, uh, which uh, it just came out today, anyway. So, yes, right or or no, it's coming out tonight at midnight. Y- no, today you can watch it today. Isn't today Thursday? Yes, I thought it comes out Friday. Thursday. Okay. Oh no no, no you're, you're right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the stand. Yeah. You're right. The stand. As, as the out. audience is hearing this, um, it will have been released. Yeah, it yeah. will be out. So yeah, we should forgive we me. Definitely shouldn't talk about it because it's in the future. I was talking about the stand. Yeah, you don't want to mess. You don't want to mess around with timelines. That's yeah. dangerous stuff. <laughs> Make sure you watch the stand if you haven't seen it. Really. Yeah, good. the stand is very good, but you have to get stupid CBS All Access. Or no, it's not CBS All Access anymore. It's not. It's Paramount Plus. Big old, um, big old merger happened. But I can what? still watch it on yeah, CB. Okay, because I subscribed to it just for the stand. I know, I know. Uh, and I even did the no commercials because I hated seeing the commercials. Oh, yeah, the commercials are real bad. Yeah, uh, now, at the end of this month, I think CBS All Access is turning into Paramount Plus. Um, because, yeah, I guess there was a merger or something. Um, and uh, all the same content will still be there. So Star Trek will still be on there. Um, as well as the stand. And I think that's really it. Yeah, that's really all I watch on there. Um, But they'll also have Paramount stuff on there, which is kind of cool, too. So I guess that's cool. Hopefully they don't raise the price on me because I literally only have it for Star Trek and The Stand. Yeah, no, mine is just The Stand. And eventually Star Trek before you guys hate Because you hate Star Trek. I don't hate Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Then we'll be right back. And we're back. See, we put in ads and uh, we just cut them in there. So we, we actually... We never know what they are. Yeah, we never know what they are. I think last week and the week before, it was uh, the Ohio like tourist board. They're yeah. like, hey, come visit Ohio. It's a cool place. There's a rising tech community. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Ohio. Go Ohio. <laughs> Go O. Go O. Ohio State. That's a big thing. Yes. The Buckeyes or something like that. I don't know. That's probably You know right. I don't watch sports. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, Joe, uh, every time we have you on, you have something cool that your company, Mythic Markets, is releasing. So uh, I'm sure today is no different. What have you got released right now or lately? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we just launched, uh, and probably as as the audience hears this, uh, uh, launched uh, the first appearance of Wonder Woman, which is All Star Comics Eight. Uh, we we were actually were hoping to release uh, that you know in conjunction with the film. Um, the yeah. SEC you know kind of uh, uh, was a little bit of a stumbling block this time, but oh, uh, we got it out and uh, it is available now. So uh, well, it's probably a- good. It's probably good you separated yourself a little bit from that movie anyway. So <laughs> what do you mean, uh, Cody? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Just wasn't a fan. I'm, you know, I think I think Wonder Woman on her own is great, but the 1984 movie, not so yeah, much. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Uh, and so this is this is a true Golden Age comic too, right? What, what year did it come out? Do you remember? Uh, this is 19. Oh, this is a, that's a great question. You know what? I really should know this. Uh, I can uh, pull it up right now through the magic of uh, the internet. 1942. <laughs> Woo! Man, Cap was still fighting Nazis. No, we were finishing, right? If history, yeah. Yeah. It depends what month, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, actually, the cover date, I guess, is 1941. So, oh. yeah, there you go. There you go. Yep. So tell us a little bit about Wonder Woman's role. Yes. So so I'm sure she came out kicking, right? Super powerful. Right in front. Taking, on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, no, as it turns out. Uh, so she uh, you know, was uh, introduced in All-Star 8 uh, as the Justice Society of America's uh, secretary, oh, really. Yeah. 1941, um, and, uh, that checks out. That's on brand for yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As long as yeah, they're I mean, like yelling at her, giving some coffee, you know, and yeah. then like sending Martian manhunters like sweeping the floors and yeah. stuff, <laughs> just because he's foreign. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, I, you know, there is a story about that, like about how you know they didn't put, uh, like the, people were sort of honorary members who didn't necessarily make cover um, uh, as they were being introduced for their own. Uh, for their own sort of cover in their own series, and so um, you know, there's like sort of a, a an asterisk next to next to that yeah. one. That's crazy, yeah. Because I I remember Christian even like he did a quick Google in his car or something. He was like, <laughs> very professional. Thanks, Cody. Yeah. Well, you didn't find the right answer, so it couldn't have been on a real computer. Uh, yeah, and he was like, yeah, I don't think that's Wonder Woman. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it was Wonder Woman's first appearance. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of I mean, you know we. We've always talked about, you know, we're big Marvel boys, which are, you know, primarily like in their gold, their silver age comics. So they're all during like the 60s and 70s. And so going back that far, like there couldn't have been that many of these comic books available. Right. Because I know like action comics is notoriously hard to track down and um, even detective comics. I think uh, detective comics uh, 10. Right. Is that Batman? Batman is, uh, I think, 28. 28? Okay. One of them's 10. I know that. But anyway. <laughs> 27. 27. 20, 27. So I know one of the first appearance of Batman uh, comics just uh, sold recently for like some astronomical price. So Something like $2 million or something. Yeah, yeah, million yeah. Because um, now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you know, you've done some research on these comics. But a lot of the Golden Age comic books, especially during the World War II era, were basically – turned into pulp and stuff to print out like GI bills and shit like that. Isn't that right? You know what? I did not know that. Uh, I will check to see if that's true and uh, let our content team know that that needs to start, you know, they need to put that into our, our marketing. So I was, you know, uh, when I moved up to San Francisco for the first time, uh, I went to city college for like a whole year because I fucked up my statistics class and had to like retake it. And so I took a bunch of other like classes uh, just for filler, and one of them was Comics in Society, which was a really interesting class um, available at San Francisco City College. If anyone's interested, it's probably not available anymore. Who knows? Maybe that was our ad. Yeah, maybe that's our ad. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I'm pretty sure that I remember them talking about like the reason why a lot of the 30s and 40s era comic books were so hard to find are so hard to find now is because during World War II, when resources were, were slim, uh, the U.S. government actually encouraged citizens to turn in old like novels, um, newspapers, comic books, magazines, because they would pulp down the paper and use them to print out things like, you know, uh, brochures of, of like, you know, of wartime information. Um, and then the uh, the... Not the it's not the GI Bill. That's the thing to give them jobs when they can't. I like to think about the, the, the stuff like don't get the clap, you know, stuff well, like. No, no, no. It was 
primarily war related, but um, thing, things like, um, you know, uh, the, the their bills or something like that where people could buy them and, and they would fund the army. And, bonds? And, Bonds, like bonds, bonds, war bonds, GI, war bonds. Yeah, so they were they were pulped down to print uh, war bonds on, um, which is why so many of these like coveted early comic books are just so hard to find. They just got scrapped basically. Think about all those like you know action comic number ones that are just like pe- wasting away in someone's safe you know, waiting for them to mature. <laughs> if that's not true, that's a great story. Yeah, it's pretty good for a made up one, right? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, and also. Back then, comic books were not viewed solely as a children's hobby, as you know, you know now. Th- now they're obviously gaining in more popularity. You know, the re- part of the reason we have this podcast is because it's cool to be a nerd now. Remember uh, that shit when it wasn't growing up? Oh man, that was the worst. <laughs> I was like I like this shit. I got no one to talk to about it. Yeah. Might get my ass beat if I talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I guess I'll just be at home plotting for the demise of my enemies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. Um, but like growing up and stuff, you know, it, it was always considered, you know, that's, that's kid stuff, you know, um, or like, you know, old neckbeard guys in the comic book stores. But, um, back then when comics first came out, like, you know, adults would read it and stuff too. It was as almost as widely as acceptable as manga is in Japan. I want to try to get into old school horror comics. Cause there's some great ones like old a- school horror comics, like our crumb or whatever. Like what? Horror? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like tales from the crypt. Tales from the crypt. Okay, I thought you meant like ladies of the night. <laughs> oh, those too. I'm sure they were around. Yeah, same, same books. <laughs> just give Vampirella or whatever. Hey, just switch it. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. So, uh, what's the offering on? Uh, it was Action Comics eight, right? Is that no, no, All Star, All Star, All Star. That's right, that's right. So, what was the offering? It was, uh, I think, what'd you pay for it, and what's it? What's it? Uh, what are shares of it going for uh, right now? So the IPO price is thirty-seven thousand, okay. uh, and uh, that's a thousand shares at thirty-seven dollars a piece. Nice. Uh, we paid. Uh, well, you don't have to disclose that if you want. Yeah, I was just talking about like the <laughs> what what the value of the the book is and how you're uh, breaking it up. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I think like it's. It, it, I think uh, on Go Collect or something like that, it's probably closer to like forty-four, forty-six, something like that. Nice. But um, what was the rating on it? Oh, uh, this is a uh, this is a four, four on the four, CGC. Yeah, four point CGC four. Nice, yeah, it's great. You know, finding those those uh, older books and even in that good a condition is exceedingly yeah. rare. There can't be that many of them out there anymore. Golden Age, uh, you know that that gets to sort of like, you know, I think like pretty acceptable levels. Um, yeah. You know, silver, you probably don't necessarily want to to be down that down that that range. But uh, Golden Age, it's, it is exceedingly difficult to find. Um, you know, a nine, for instance. Right. Yeah. Either. Well, in the first appearance, you know, it's going to go up in value. It's never going to go down. I right. Mean, unless they do. Something. No matter what Patty Jenkins does to it. <laughs> you beat me too. That's yeah. like I mean. Even even with that, yeah. But um, I mean, the keys the keys are always going to go up, right? And, and you know, I think I think that you know, Wonder Woman is an excellent character, and she's definitely come a long way from being the Justice League secretary. Like she is, she is a powerful character in her own right, and and the first movie was excellent. It was, yeah. I think that's that was the real hard pill to swallow with the second one. Yeah, was how good the first one was. Like, yeah. Yo, what did you do? Like, I agree. Yeah, you had you had the formula. What'd you do? Yeah, but this just means that the third one's going to be outstanding. Yeah, 
And and that's that's I think what we said on, or at least what I said on, on our uh, Wonder Woman eighty four episode, is that I'm willing to give Patty Jenkins the benefit of the doubt. Yes, she burned me on this one. You know, well played, <laughs> Patty. You fucking got me. We um, didn't exchange dollars for it. It was already a service we had. So that's that. true. That that made it a little easier, even though I watched it one and a half times because I tried to watch it again for the show. Um, but you know, so and, and like she, she, the first one was amazing. It was. Man, the scene with her in No Man's Land when she's crossing the trenches, you know, in World War One, one of the best comic book scenes out there, I think. Um, and so I'm I'm willing to give the other one uh, another shot because you know, hey, this one stumbled. You know, I I recently rewatched the Iron Man movies and like you know, two was okay, three was meh. You know, it's like we forget. I actually like two. I know everyone hates on. I like two. It was okay. Three was bad. Three was pretty. Three bad. was pretty bad. You know, you know, it's funny though. We'll rate three higher than two, though. Which I know is... a lot of people do. Rate which... three higher than two. A lot of people Ooh. do. I want to talk to I these people. Uh, the IMDb, IMDb, and the the Rotten Tomatoes folks. Uh, one thing too, when I was re- rewatching uh, two, when he's at the the um, Grand Prix there in Monaco, uh, Elon Musk is there. Oh, was mm-hmm. he? I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, a little little cameo. He's like, "Yo, Elon." He's like, "Oh, I don't have time for you." you know? <laughs> Wait, like, who said I don't have time for you? Uh, Tony Stark. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it shows that he's like part of like the super billionaire genius crew. Yeah, that was fun. I think it was he had an idea for like a an electric hel- helicopter or something. Yeah, so, yeah, something not as cool as Iron Man for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's like, awesome. Like, oh, oh yeah, electric car. He's like, whatever. I have a robot suit. Get out of my way. <laughs> He's like, I don't talk to broke people on my off days. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so we figured because you're you're releasing this, or you have released at this point, uh, this comic book starring Wonder Woman, and we famously were not super fans of the new movie. We wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what do you think? The DC Cinematic Universe or Extended Universe, whatever they're calling it, what do you think that they can do to kind of like rebound and and kind of because every once in a while they'll make something good. The Joker was good. Wonder Woman one was good. Aquaman was fine, right? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> like Aqu- Aquaman. The soundtrack was terrible for you. Yeah, that's right? fine. It's like, what were you doing with it? Yeah, but I think overall it was it was a fun movie. The story wasn't that crazy, and there was some good stuff. I it. will say this: they made his weakest power seem kind of cool. Talking to fish. Yeah, and that I was like, okay, that was good. Like yeah. if you had done what you did there, the entire movie you would have had something. You didn't like when he said like "my man" or "yahoo." <laughs> I was fine with that. I mean, yeah. it bother me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. What do you think some what are some of the biggest pitfalls of the DC movies? Or let's uh, let's uh, start even further back. Are you fan of like Man of Steel, uh, Batman, Superman, Justice League? You know what? I haven't seen any of them. Uh, oh my god! So that might. <laughs> but I've seen everything that that the in the MCU. Okay. Um. You know, the truth is, is that like I've been always been more sort of Marvel than DC. Yeah. But in terms of the cinematic universes, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, with a with a cohesive vision for it. Yeah. Um. You know, I think like Kevin. You know, there was a bunch of uh, uh, Mar- Marvel films, MCU films, or sorry, not MCU, but like Marvel films. Um. You know, even X Men and all this other stuff that were yeah. kind of released as one offs, and let's see how it does and whatever. I think Feige, you know, came in and said, "Here's." the vision for this um and we're going to chunk it out not as individual like franchises and individual individual movies 
but here's the vision and here how here's how it's all going to you know work up to this this giant universe right and so um you know i think that's part of it i think casting is another part of it mm-hmm. um you know i think uh uh you're obviously like writing um yeah big uh, part of it for sure a huge part of it um and yeah i mean i think just uh, but but probably the most important component out of all this is is having that cohesive vision um because i mean i think they're okay releasing like you know so so sort of filler you know episodes if you will sure. um you know because they have to build the world and introduce um in this case uh you know the the infinity stones and sort of each one and they have to build up the characters um if they had started off with avengers for instance yeah. i i don't think it would have been half as good they had to build each one of these people's stories up 100 percent. yeah i think that's i think you hit the nail on the head where um you know with with marvel we had the incredible hulk and iron man which i think came out one after another um which were solid movies on their own they introduced the character that even though we kind of already knew him but it gave us the film version of him and then after that we had little like each movie that happened after that with uh captain america the first avenger thor one iron man two we got little bits more of of all these uh characters and then that by the time we got the avengers movie yes we had some cool scenes of them all meeting each other for the first time but we had already known them for you know five years or something like that at that point six years so um and what where i think dc has really gone astray they just tried to to catch up they didn't build that they were just like oh shit the avengers worked let's do the justice league and it's like they didn't earn like that trust with the audience or that love with the characters they just rushed into it yeah so they had man of steel right which is which kicked off the whole thing right and then they had immediately had batman versus superman um dawn of justice yes uh which introduced a new batman which we had just come off of the strongest batman that we had ever seen on film and um you know batman batman arc i should say because Dark Knight was better than Dark Knight. I will Legends. defend Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. I liked him. Batfleck is great. Um, <laughs> but this is our first time seeing him was like, oh, he's getting ready to fight Superman already. We didn't know how, you know, each Batman we've seen, whether it be the the Adam West Batman, the the um, Christian Bale, or the Michael Keaton Batman, each one, every time you adapt a character to a movie, we get a slightly different version. And we had never gotten to how see. How dare you not mention George Clooney? Oh, George Clooney and Val Kilmer. And Val yeah. Kilmer. How dare you? Yeah, sorry. Whew. Yeah, I blacked out there for a minute. <laughs> those are just a hole in my brain. Um, yes, yeah. So, yeah, so e- even those guys, you know, and and that could be part of the reason why each of the, those other two failed. You know, we get a Val Kilmer Batman, which is it's like an unofficial sequel to the Tim Burton's Batman, and then he's gone, and then we have George Clooney, and then it's just like. It's just a rave, you know, rave to sell toys. Um, and so we didn't get to know this Batman. So there's no there's no buy-in from the audience. And so in Dawn of Justice, we have Superman, who we've already known. Then we have a new Batman and Wonder Woman, who we've never met before in the movies. And Lex Luthor and the whole Batman universe. Well, out, I mean, outside of, like, you don't know where DC is going, like, because now we got Twilight Batman, we got uh, Ben Affleck Batman, and yeah. now they're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman. 
So it's like, what are you doing? Like, are you guys like, oh, Marvel went to multiverse. Let's hurry up and do multiverse. Let's beat them to it. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's it's very interesting because the whole Michael Keaton thing so far and Ben Affleck coming back is very up in the air. And we haven't heard anything concrete. We've heard different rumors and things like that. Um, But it's if they it sounds like they're doing like a multiverse flashpoint thing through the Flash movie. So maybe that's how they're going to try to tie everything together. But the problem is, is the first time we've seen the flash and the last time we've seen the flash has been in the justice league movie where he was super briefly introduced. And all he did was crack jokes and fall, fall down when he was running really fast, you know? (laughs) So um, I think that's where they struggle the most. They need to take some time to develop him. I, I think, think they should just focus on the shows. Their yeah. DC shows are great. Just focus on that. Just keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you, do you think part of it is also because I get the sense watching some of these is that like the, uh, you know, when I'm comparing DC t- uh, to, to Marvel, that the people who make, you know, the MCU, number one, they really care about their characters yep. and their characters have a ton of chemistry. Versus like, you know, in the DCEU, I don't get that same sense. I don't think the I don't get the sense that the people producing it and the writers and stuff really care about these characters and the characters themselves don't have sort of a natural chemistry. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think a part of that is because, you know, Marvel um, had their own studio before everything got you know bought out by uh, Disney. They had a studio that was that. Marvel Comics, it was, you know, a subdivision of where DC has always gone through uh, Warner Brothers, right? Warner Brothers? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they've all, you know, Warner Brothers has owned the rights for, you know, for a long, long time. And I think because of that, the the people, the head editors and chiefs and stuff at DC didn't have very much say in the beginnings. And when they do have say, Warner Brothers can ultimately veto them they can say hey you know we know movies we know blockbusters uh you know i know that superman doesn't kill people but we think it would be really cool if he just snapped zod's neck do you you think that was a studio or do you think that was a snyder i don't know because there's clips of snyder like ah like fucking doing the gesture like to me honestly uh it could have been Zack snyder and honestly you know i I bring that up because i know it's a big uh, pain point for a lot of DC fans. Um, but I, I actually didn't have a problem with that. We have to know why Superman doesn't kill people, right? He's, he's obviously one of the strongest beings in that universe. Um, even by accident, he had to have done it once or twice. Right. So, you know, showing that, Oh, this was so traumatic for him doing that. It it's character growth. And I was okay with that, but a lot of people shit on it, but I actually like man of steel. I'm a man of steel apologist. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about the Snyder Cut that's going to be released? Well, I mean, Joe has an excellent like opportunity here. He can watch the Justice League the way it was first intended and doesn't have to watch the other one but at all. Yeah, it's true. So that's pretty cool. So the Snyder Cut is like a the director's cut that they, you know, in, is a little longer but includes the things that like key key scenes that, you know, Fill in plot holes or something. So they had, and I'm blanking. Whedon, yes, Joss Whedon. Yeah. yeah. So, so Zack Snyder, while he was filming the Justice League, his daughter, daughter, I don't know, son, daughter. I, I think it was I... his daughter killed herself. Sorry for not knowing. Oh my so, god. Sorry, Zack Snyder. We're sorry for your loss. It was very bad, and 
and justifiably so, him and his wife, who's a producer on all of his movies, dropped out of the film to to kind of help you know help out with their family. And so when that happened, Joss Whedon uh, was hired on to to finish the Justice League. And at first, it was like, oh, he's just gonna you know do the last couple CGI shots that they never did um, and tie it all together, edit it all together. But he went back and did massive reshoots changed the script around a lot and by the time it had come out and it was kind of panned by audiences and critics alike um Zack snyder had tweeted something like dude this is not the movie that i set out to make and so for years the release the snyder cut hashtag was like i was surprised yeah. when they did it yeah like, i i like yeah, the it's power very... of twitter like, yeah to well show at, you. at comic-con um uh someone hired a plane to, with one of those you know, I don't know the things signs trailing behind it that said "release the Snyder cut." I've seen that, you know, at Comic Con, and it it grew big enough and had enough support where Warner Brothers was like, "Fine, do it." So they're releasing it's four hours long on HBO Max, um, and apparently it's going to have Dark Side in it. Uh, there's a redesign of Steppenwolf. There's a lot of lot of extra stuff and storylines that are supposed to be um, tied up the way he wanted. So. Now, if it's also shitty, then... That's actually, like, maybe that's so great to say. I'm actually more excited about it being worse. Because yeah. I kind of just want to turn to everyone who said, like, you know, release the Snyder Cut and just be like, yeah. so what'd you think? Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> Was it worth it? Yeah, I'm interested to see it. You know, I, I think Zack Snyder overall has a very good cinematic vision. Like, th everyone forgets that 300 was... A revolutionary movie. That movie out. was a blessing and a curse for him. I yeah. feel like he can't get out of that color scheme. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, dude, I loved uh, his zombie movie. Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead was great. It was it great. It was an amazing remake. Yeah. Try that again. I'm like, I know you got it in you. You can do other things. Yeah, there was also the Guardians of Gahul, the owls. <laughs> I didn't watch that. Was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was a kid's movie he did with uh, CGI owls. Was uh, it all sepia over and stuff? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I never watched it. Um, I think I'm interested to see what it does. And I think that it can give us a better version of the movie we saw. But I think the, the wounds in the DCEU are too deep for that alternate cut to really fix him. I think what it's really going to, to hinge upon is how good the flash movie is. Cause he's, I mean, of the, of the DC characters, like, People already weren't happy with Ben Affleck as Batman, even though I thought he was great. He was amazing. And uh, people were not happy with Superman. And Wonder Woman is people are super happy with. But if they also fuck up the Flash, you know, it's like, man, how many people do they have left to try, you know? <laughs> do a Martian Manhunter movie or oh, I love movie? him. I, that's actually one of my favorite um, DC cases. That would be awesome to have him. But uh, he's already in the, uh, in the DCU. Did you know that? No. He, he's the general guy, the guy from the Matrix, the black general colonel guy. Yes. That's Martian Manhunter. Is that for sure? There's a deleted scene where he like looks at the camera and his eyes turn red or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's been been in hiding the whole time. Um, but that's why he's never near fire. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the Flash movie, which, when's that coming out? 22? I don't know. Something like that. Um. Who knows now with COVID, it's just so hard. To yeah, talk. everything's been pushed back. But I think that is going to be, you know, and how they handle the Michael Keaton Batman and the new The Batman movie. 
um, I think is gonna. I know you're super excited about it. I'm still like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Have I'll... you seen the, Have you seen the trailer for that one yet, Joe? I haven't, but I'm gonna punch it up right after this. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm excited because I I do like Batman. I'd say he's probably my favorite of the DC. It's universe. hard for me to see the Twilight guy as Batman. But I've seen the lighthouse, and I'm like, okay, the dude can act. You know, he was like, really he good can. in Tenet too. I haven't seen Tenet, but right. I was like, lighthouse. Like, okay, I didn't think that was the Twilight guy. Like, the dude can't act, so let's. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll see. Yeah, I think you. I think you'll be good as a young, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne kind of, because it's supposed to be like Batman Year One, where he's like becoming the Batman. Honestly, so. like what what kind of was making me worried about it is like when COVID happened, he decided not to work out to keep the muscle. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You have a contract. Yeah. You're supposed to, you got to have a certain look. You know, yeah. Like, you should be fucking flipping tires over like Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, hitting yeah. fucking sledgehammer with yeah. that shit. Yeah, like, whatever that does. <laughs> the axe chopping muscles. Yeah, he was going to hit Superman with it. Let's yeah, see. well, yeah, I hope it turns out well for DC. I, I think that, you know, the characters are there. The content is there. You know, um, there's been years and years and years of of great writing and they need to do something good with it. And I think really what it comes down to is having a Kevin Feige like they have in, in um, Marvel where there's someone who has the vision of it um, who unfortunately is not Patty Jenkins or Zack Snyder, like <laughs> get someone from DC comics and have them cause you know, have them or I'm telling you that take people from the show, like doom patrol, like, Doom Patrol was really good. I actually went and read about those characters, and I'm like, oh, had I like picked up a graphic novel about this, I wouldn't have cared at all. But yeah. that show made me care about these characters. Like they much did a like great job. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that movie or those two movies, I should say, um, kind of proved that when you have someone who loves the characters and loves the content, and then you have that overarching vision of the universe, you can make something out of seemingly nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then s- hopefully we're going to get now Black Widow is the next one. Who is- the fuck knows yeah. <laughs> when that's going to happen? Do we even, why do we even worry about what's next movie? I, I honestly didn't think we were going to get WandaVision before Black Widow. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. I Yeah, because we were supposed to get uh, Civil War. I mean, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, right? Wasn't that supposed to come out first? Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been kind of tra- tracking that. Yeah, I, I think it was, and I think it got sh- shut. Some of the shooting got shut down because of uh, COVID. But WandaVision, because it takes place primarily in this like old school TV house. Like, oh, he hasn't seen it, man. Can't give well, it away. Well, you, no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm not caught up. But right. I'm, we, uh, we haven't watched the one that comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the Snyder cut is and where the DC cinematic universe goes. I'm going to see every movie regardless. It's that's because we haven't been to movie theaters in a fucking year. That's also true. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I hope that they take these characters and, and do something great with them. And I think, you know, I think the Joker movie on its own was like, Oh, that's a cool, interesting take on something. And hopefully they do more of those. And then if they create a cinematic universe, fine. But if not, like, just make good movies. I think that's what it really comes. Well, down you to. can't tie in that Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, to the to the unit to their DC universe. Well, that's, so that's what gonna, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can. It is long. That movie w- was a good movie. Like, it was an interesting take on a character that we all know. 
Um, and it didn't tie into anything, but it was a good movie. Like yes. it was entertaining to watch. Um, so like, that's fine. Just make good movies. You don't have to make a cinematic universe. I mean, sure. It's cool, but you don't have to, you can't be Marvel. Yeah. Not everyone can be, not Marvel. everyone can be Marvel. Look, star Wars can't even be Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Mandalorian is picking back up. Oh so. man. The Mandalorian is so good. What have you, that's what did the... you think of the Mandalorian? Oh, f- phenomenal. And I think like having, uh, you know, John Favreau, first of all, John Favreau makes really good, good, good mov- movies. I yep. mean, he's, he's amazing. Um, you know, but having somebody who has, you know, the vision to take it beyond, you know, what uh, George Lucas sort of started, um, mm-hmm. because like there, you know, George Lucas's sort of vision is, um, I think, uh, I don't know, dated, limited, um, you know, there's people who care about these characters right. and are expanding upon that universe now, kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, Gene Roddenberry in, yep. in Star Trek, you know, he had a certain vision, had he continued to make uh, you know, uh, Star Trek, it wouldn't be what it is today. Yeah, um, 100%. You know, people people made it better. I mean, that doesn't always happen, but, you know, sure. guys like John Favreau make uh, the, Star, the Star Wars universe better. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, you bring up a good point because sometimes, sometimes the people who are, like, directly responsible for something, they have a limited view of what it could be. And with something like Star Wars, people like John Favreau, Dave Filoni, um, you know, those guys, they love Star Wars and they can see alternate ways of it going. Like, I don't think George Lucas ever would have done anything with the Mandalorians like like they did between uh, the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian show. Um, but the fact that they saw the potential and created this thing that is, you know, definitely higher rated than any of the three sequel movies. Well, even look at the character Anakin. Like Mm -hmm. I did not like prequel Anakin. Sure. I loved clone wars, Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni, Anakin, like dude, that was a great character. Right. Like that was, that was, I loved what he did with it. And I think, you know, and that happens with a lot of those, um, things where, you know, sometimes it takes an outsider to really create something awesome. Star Trek is a good example uh, though, if you watch, we have we made a short little video about Discovery season three, which overall was good. But I've had I've have some major problems with Discovery now, um, and I hope they get I hope they get solved. <laughs> but um, I think that overall, Star Trek is in a very good place. Star Wars is getting there now with the Mandalorian, and hopefully these other two tie-in uh, shows that are coming out. So sometimes it does take, an, I think, an outsider to really. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit concerned of Book of Boba, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I just. I, I don't I know. Don't... I I think it it could be cool. I like what they did with the Boba Fett's character, and I think um, if it's handled correctly, I think that could be it could be really interesting. You know. I'm I'm a little scared that how well the Mandalorian did, they rushed to try to do new Star Wars stuff that maybe might not be as good as the Mandalorian because they're trying to just like cash in on it but I, I hope i'm wrong i hope yeah well i think you know it, it has to come you know i think that's where someone like warner brothers and kathleen kennedy uh can can be more harm than good they see like oh shit people love this thing let's make our own version of this thing and then they rush it they don't put as much care and thought into it and then it kind of disintegrates around them kind of thing so um Hopefully, it sounds like Dave Filoni, John Favreau have a good hold on uh, that Mandalorian 
Yeah, like if, if their fingers are in those pies, then I yeah. think it'll be fine. But like if it starts going outside, it's like, ooh, it's gonna might be a little bit weird. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, Joe, did you watch Discovery season three? You know what? I couldn't get past like episode like three of Discovery season one. Oh, okay. Um, I think yeah. I should probably give it more time. Um, I don't know, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's wait. There's a Star Trek that you guys don't like. Well, I mean, the, the, the main problem, I, I won't rehash it too much because we did a mini episode on this, but uh, my main problem with it is that there's a main character. And I think that Star Trek is not supposed to have a main character. It's, you know, it, it's about the crew of the ship. It doesn't matter if it's the Enterprise, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Space Station, you know, it has to be, it's the crew's story. And, you know, the world around them. But this one is the fucking Michael Burnham show. And, you know, she's the one who gets him out of trouble, also gets him into trouble, and she can do no wrong and faces no repercussions. And I'm just like, man, it's so frustrating. Um, Picard was the heavy in his show. And, yeah. you know, that was that worked because, you know, he's Picard. Right. Um, but even in all the other uh, series, like, they're, they have, like... W- one heavy and then you've yeah. got like the supporting cast but everybody is developed um right but Th- there I, were I episodes without picard though you know what i mean there are ones that focus on Jordy and data or Worf and Riker. Exactly. you know so um i think that's where this one fails is that even though yes picard is like let's be honest he's the guy we all want to see you know what i mean like, yes, we, you know, we got to see Worf get taken out by one guy to know how strong the bad guy is. And, you know, Riker's got to flirt with the ladies. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, man, what's Picard going to do next? But I, I still wouldn't think him – I wouldn't think of him as the main character. He's not the – he's not integral to every part of that story, though a lot of them. But with, with Discovery, man, it is it is 100% all about Michael Burnham. She's like the the chosen one. You know, she she has the power to do what no one else can. Um, What's that power, Cody? Uh, it's, I don't know. Just <laughs> I was just plot, curious. I plot, seen... plot device. <laughs> it's, it it basically um, everything revolves around her. Oh, she's the only one who can wear this suit that travels them into the future. He she's the only one who knows who, that this guy's really an imposter. She's the only one who can pilot the Enterprise. You know, it's just like, dude. Like relax. I've there's that there's two, real... two lead females today that you didn't like. There's, yeah, there's a trend. There are really good <laughs> other characters in Discovery. Um, were they men? Uh, no. <laughs> First of all, some of them were aliens. Um, <laughs> but no, there are there are other good, uh, really good female characters in it and male characters who don't get enough of their time to shine, kind of thing. And that was always what I liked about Star Trek was, like, oh, you know. Jordy's in in the engineering and he's got a cool solution to get them out of this jam or you know honestly this 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 mission needs Riker because he's like he's brash and he's aggressive and he's going to go in there and get things done or this one requires you know Deanna Troy to feel out people's feelings (laughs) I mean that they dropped the ball on some of those but um (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) but yeah that that's that was my opinion on Star Trek Discovery I think if if you're Though I know you're a fan of Star Trek, I think you should definitely watch the Lower Decks if you haven't watched that one yet. 
I haven't had a chance to. I would like to. Um, You'll enjoy because Lower Decks, the the episode on TNG is one of the best ever. Oh my god, it's it's so great. It's it's uh, it's like Family Guy set in Star Trek, and some of the jokes in there I know you know you'll get and understand, even though they go over some other people's heads. Because man, it's it's some funny stuff. I really enjoy it. Once I eventually one day catch up, yeah, and I'll watch it. Yeah, you have to do it. All right. Well, I think that just about does. Joe, tell us one more time. How can people invest in, I'm going to get it wrong, All-Star Comics 8? All-Star Comics 8 is available now on Mythic Markets, uh, $37 a share. Uh, it is the first appearance of Wonder Woman, and this particular uh, drop makes up the second of our uh, trilogy of Wonder Woman in pop culture uh, and in fandom uh, series. So the first being Benelish Hero, which is the uh, Magic the Gathering Alpha Art that's available as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, All-Star 8, which is the Wonder Woman. And uh, coming soon, uh, right after uh, All-Star 8, is the original NES Metroid. Ooh, with uh, Samus Aran. Samus Aran. That's pretty cool. It, it, is is the original Metroid worth a lot of money? Yeah, it oh is. Uh, you but know, it has to be around like, like 50 about 50,000. What? Wait, the we're talking fuck? about the, we're talking about the cartridge? Yes. Oh, unopened. It has to be unopened yes. though, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I was oh, like, wow. god damn, cuz I think I have that thing in a in a bag up in my cabin. <laughs> I have What the, is that one worth? Yeah. <laughs> like 20 bucks. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like you know, original video games are uh, super valuable now. That's crazy. What about a, what about the like Super Mario? What is that one worth? I... Uh, like in a high grade, um, definitely over a hundred, hundred and fifty. Whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, but yeah. I opened them and played them. Yeah, I didn't have enough foresight to think. <laughs> to... I'm gonna start doing some research. Oh my god, I it's should wild. just I should just go through my life now. Just buying stuff and, and never open. opening ev- anything. Just wait till you retire. I'll just live in the house wrapped in plastic. And then, yeah, some of them will hit. Some of them won't hit. Yeah, probably yeah. a lot won't. Yeah, and then I, I, You know, that was a good movie. Uh, the 40-year-old version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, man, for joining us. Uh, we always love having you on. It's, it's always a cool experience. I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing what you guys come out with next. Um, and seeing what things I've sold that could be now worth hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> if I had thought to uh, maintain them. So thanks, man, for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me, guys. No problem. And Christian, I'm going to go home and look at through all my NES games now and just cry. I know, right? Yeah. But uh, thank you for joining me as well, as always, be my trusty sidekick. Yes, fun as always. And uh, to all the nerds out there, make sure you like and subscribe. Check us out, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. And remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.